This episode of Proper English is brought to you by and the idiom to blow the whistle on someone. Okay, so last week we were all about our hundredth episode, weren't we, Ali? Oh yes, Dave. It was a chance for us to look back at the last couple of years of proper English and to think about the plans we have for the future. But then I thought, never mind what we're doing in the future, what we're going to do for this week's episode. And then it came to me. Last week was episode 100, which makes this week's episode 101. And this made me think of Room 101. Oh, from George Orwell's 1984. Uh The room in the Ministry of Love, where prisoners had to face the worst thing in the world. The thing that each individual fears the most. And this idea was the basis for a kind of comedy programme, would you believe, which ran for a few years on British television. The idea of Room 101 in this programme was loosely interpreted, shall we say. Mm -hmm. And so, rather than the thing that you fear most, British television personalities were invited to put their pet hates into Room 101 and thus consign them to oblivion forever. So rather than something you fear, it became something you hate, something that annoyed you. And the celebrity had to convince the host to put this thing in Room 101. So this is what we're going to do this week. Shamelessly stealing the idea from both British television (laughs) and the esteemed writer George Orwell. You're going to suggest a couple of things that you want put in Room 101 and I'll decide if these things should go in. And then it'll be your turn, Ali. What? To go in Room 101? I'd rather not, thanks. No. Tempting though the idea may be. (laughs) What I meant was that you should suggest a couple of things to go in too and I'll be the judge. Tell you what, you go first, Ali. What would you like to send into Room 101? Well, I think you probably already know the answer to this. Snakes. I'm so frightened of snakes. So frightened of snakes? Really, really. I can barely even look at a photograph of one. And if it's moving on the television, oh, so in real life... Jeepers, no. So I have what's called a phobia. Definitely have a phobia of snakes. It's true. It's the way they move. It's the way they look. It's literally everything about them. Yeah. It's a difficult one, this one. I I completely understand how terrified you are of them. Mm -hmm. And listeners, we do have some snakes on our land. Um, And it's not something that Ali likes to think about. Frankly, no, no, I try not to um, think about it. I could become hugely obsessive about I, the snakes out there. Crikey, I know, I know. But you see, the thing is, the thing is, snakes are actually really useful. Oh, don't give me that. <laughs> <laughs> I know they're not going to hurt me, and I know they're really useful, and I actually I don't wish them any harm at all. I just don't want them to be in my life. Well, as Paul Merton would have said Mm -hmm. on the television Mm programme, you're asking me to condemn an entire species. Frank Skinner. And Paul Merton. And before that, Nick Hancock. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Ah, Do what you like. (laughs) For the purposes of 
of remaining in a happy relationship. (laughs) 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 I'm afraid I'm going to have to be like Paul Merton and protest, Mm -hmm. but then put it into room 101. Okay, thank you. Righty-ho, let's swap around. Your turn. Tell me the worst thing in the world. Oh, plastic packaging on food. Wow. (laughs) It's a curse. It's Uh. an absolute curse. (laughs) Trying to, when you've got individual cheese slices in a little plastic packet and you're trying to open that little corner. It says, oh my goodness, that says, please peel here. Never, not in a month of Sundays. Are you going to be able to get that all nice and neat? It tears down the middle. (laughs) It it gets stuck under your thumb and cuts the skin between your thumb and your thumbnail. It is true. No, oh, I can't. I can't. I can't even. I can't. And do you know the absolute worst? Yeah. Is if you buy a pair of scissors Mm -hmm. wrapped in that plastic stuff. How do you get them out? The only way to open them is with another pair of scissors. And why do you think you've bought a pair of scissors in the first place? (laughs) Crazy. Plastic packaging. Not to mention the terrible, terrible damage it's doing to the environment. You don't need to persuade me any further, Dave. They're in. They're in. Awesome. So we've had one go each, mm-hmm. and we've both had our pet hates consigned to the oblivion of Room 101. Mm-hmm. So have another go, Ali. Okay, okay. You're gonna ask me what it is? What is it? <laughs> the changing rooms in public swimming pools. Okay, I'm not getting this. Oh, you must be kidding me. They always smell. Oh, it doesn't matter where they are. They're just horrible. They smell like the toilet. Everything's just got that like damp residue of the person before you. Oh, that's vile. There's always a sticking plaster that's come off somebody's. Oh, that is just double vile. Exactly. There's always a sticking plaster on the floor somewhere. There's bits of hair and it they're just revolting. They are, I love swimming, but I hate the changing rooms. Okay. But I do have one thing that is going to that is going to ruin this actually. Okay, okay. So where do you get changed? What if we put them in room 101? Yeah. Because <laughs> the idea of putting something into room 101 is that they don't exist anymore. Hmm. And it's snakes, you know, I hesitated about that, but plastic packaging obvious. Yeah. Yeah. But if 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 you go to the sw- uh, public swimming pool, right? And you want to get changed do you, do you get changed in front of everybody? Oh, gosh, no. Well, exactly. Oh. Well, I feel like I've been ruined by the concept of the, <laughs> of the show. I think my idea is perfectly good. I just, you know, you've got to admit they're horrible. Oh, they're they vital. are horrible, but you see, the, the thing is they're horrible, but they are vital. Because uh, without them, no, you, be... can't, you can't go to this room. Whoa, 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 whoa. They're vital. It's mm-hmm. not vital for them to be horrible, though, is it? <laughs> True. Yeah. I'm sorry, but I don't think I can. <laughs> Back to you then, Dave. Right. Telescopic umbrellas. Mm-hmm. They never work. 
if they work they work once mm -hmm. as soon as it blows a gale mm -hmm. they go inside out they're, they're supposed to protect you from the rain but all they do is make it go all down the back of your neck get Should rid you, of them I would like you to just explain a little bit more about what a telescopic umbrella is for our listeners the, well okay with the small umbrellas that you would uh, perhaps uh, have in your handbag clever idea yeah very clever idea poorly executed right and I want them to be executed <laughs> what are we doing then are we improving the design are we just saying no none of the telescopic ones must ever be made again what? yeah oh. yeah basically that's it I did uh, see an advert for one that works both ways <laughs> excuse me I did I saw an advert for an umbrella that works like it can blow inside out and it's not a problem because then you can I don't know now <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I saw an advert for one though. But how can that? How can it work both ways? Well, you see, in in saying it, I realised I sounded stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I've seen an advert for one. Yeah. Well, I I just no get rid of. Get rid of. Uh, okay, so decision time, Alison. Yeah. Decision time. I'm gonna say no because oh. I think well because I think not that I'm petty and you said no to mine. That, <laughs> that is, Absolutely not the reason. <laughs> the reason is because I feel that because I feel that um, it's better to have one that's a bit rubbish than not have one at all. Nope, that's the decision. Okay. And now it's time for idiom of the week. Idiom of the week. I knew it. Knew what, Mabel? Have you not read it, Sylvia? Read what? This week's Gazette. It was on the table as I got here. Oh no. Go straight in bottom of Bertie the Budgerigar's cage, does the Gazette. Normally, I would wholeheartedly agree with you. Not that I've got a budgie these days. Not since the tragic incident with next door's cat. Poor cat. Didn't know what had hit him. Fearsome creature that budgie of yours was. I know. That young man from the Council Dangerous Animal Handlers Department had never seen anything like it, had he? Mm. I bet he's still got the scars to this day. Oh, he did laugh. He didn't. Anyway, this is not germane to my news. What news? The news I was just reading in the Gazette. In the Gazette? Oh, I never read it. Go straight in the... Bottom of the budgie's birdcage. I know. Hey, you are a proper dafty at times, Sylvia Sweethouse. Sometimes I think I get more sense out of your budgie. Well, that's offensive. You know how stupid my budgie is. Come on, tell me your news before I get one of me heads. All right, all right. Here's me news. That Mr White... From down the road, he's been deposed. Oh dear, how painful for him. Embarrassing, more like. Turns out he paid one of the election officials to dispose of some of my votes. Did he? Dirty, rotten scoundrel. I know. Imagine corruption at the heart of the parish council. Shocking. Mind you. There's still a bit of a mystery hanging over the whole soddy episode. Is there? Oh, I love a mystery, me. 
Well, nobody knows who blew the whistle on him. Blew the what? Whistle. It's an idiom, Sylvia. Mm. To blow the whistle on someone means to call attention to something, like barefaced bribery, for instance. It comes from 19th century England, when you had to actually blow a whistle to attract the attention of the police. Oh, I couldn't do that. Not with my chest. Oh, I know. You're a martyr to your lungs, aren't you? I am. But... What? Listen very carefully. I know who blew the whistle on Mr White. You do? I do. It were me. No. Yes. I overheard him on his internet-enabled smartphone showing off. And if there's one thing I hate more than small-town corruption... It's a show-off. Oh, Sylvia Sweethouse. So, I told on him. I'm a whistleblower, I am, Mabel. Not such a dafty now, eh? Oh, Sylvia, you're the best friend I've ever had. Truth be told, I'm the only friend you've ever had. Oh. What? I've just thought. What? I were only other candidate in the election. The position will now default to me. Blimey. And on that bombshell, it's the end of another episode of Proper English. (laughs) If you enjoy our podcast, then please do rate us, leave a review and subscribe to us on your favourite podcast app. It doesn't have to be a long review, there's no word count, but reviews really help us to get noticed. We know some of you are shy about writing something in English for other people to see, so if that's the case, then why not send us an email with your review? Our email address is properenglish, all one word, at sapo.pt. Or you can get in contact with us via whichever kind of social media you use. So, until next time, It's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me too. And thank you for listening to Proper English. English.